Hi, I am Bob Tapper. I'm an actor, filmmaker, and travel blogger. After spending over 25 years in the corporate business world, it was time for a new life chapter. And I'm here to tell you that it's never too late, you're never too old, be courageous, and honor your passions. Welcome to my life abroad. Today's talk is about January 2023, and I am so excited to be back in Europe. Man, my flight on New Year's Eve was smooth. It was easy. I've When I left in 2019, I also flew on New Year's Eve late in the afternoon. Um, I just think it's just a good night to fly. Everyone's usually where they need to be on New Year's Eve, so not a lot of people traveling. The airport was pretty empty. Um, the flight was full, but it was a good smooth flight from Minneapolis over to Charles de Gaulle. Yeah, and on my way, I talked to some people and interviewed them, and I asked them what their New Year's wish for the world was, and I did a separate podcast on that. If you want to listen to that, it was quite heartwarming to hear what people from all over the world had to say, a lot of the same messages, and I think we're all really on the same, a lot of the thinking about some of the same things that are meaningful to all of us. Landing in Charles de Gaulle, I will tell you, it's not my favorite airport, Terminal 2, is just a little difficult to get around. I think for me, the first thing you notice is that your luggage goes to, you have to take a little uh, tram car down to um, another location, another terminal to get your luggage. The good part was that there was no line for passport control, at least for US citizens. The passport, if you're from the EU, the line was a lot longer. I just breezed through, super easy. Um, and then I had to find a shuttle to the hotel, which wasn't very easy to do either. I'd done that before. I even knew where to go, but it was just still, ugh, it's just, it's just not the most, it's just not the easiest airport for me to get around. But anyway, did that, went to the hotel. I stayed overnight before I caught my flight the next day to Athens, flew on Aegean Airlines, another easy flight, left midday, got there in a couple hours. Super simple, super easy. Along the way there, I interviewed some people and I asked them what they thought the first thing that I should do when I got to Athens is. Talking to some people who actually were from Greece, gave me some tips and suggestions. I did a separate little podcast on that that you can listen to. Might be interesting to see what other people had to say in terms of what they think you should do first thing when you get here. So yeah, got to Greece, all settled in by January 2nd. So my Airbnb is nice, I will say. One of the things that I look for in an Airbnb, if if I try to get it if I can, is my own place, the entire place to myself. Um, I like to have my own bathroom. I like to have, have a little kitchenette. So this place does have that. Because of price, because I am somewhat budget-minded. I'm not staying right in city center. I'm staying kind of in the north, uh, northern part of Athens. It's in a neighborhood that is okay. It's just um, not an area that I'd want to spend a lot of time at during the day. The Airbnb is clean, modern. Um, I feel very safe there. It's quiet. So it has all those things going for it, but it's the kind of Airbnb that I just leave in the morning and I come back at night and I just use it to basically get a good night's sleep and 
rest in the evening and so that's what it's for. I'm within about 10 minutes walking distance to the metro station and then from there I can just it's down about five stops before I get to the metro uh, station in kind of the central part of Athens and one of the first things that I looked at doing was to get a month-long uh, metro pass so that I can just get on any bus train or whatever and just not have to worry about it so I got a metro ticket and I will tell you it's probably the cheapest that I've ever had in Europe I paid about $40 for a pass that was good for 90 days $40 for 90 days you can't beat that gets me on everything all the metro all the trains anything I want to hop on I had to show it's actually a, a card like a credit card so I had to show my passport they, they took my picture and it's, so it's a it's kind of a permanent um, metro card. I thought that that was really a good price. I'm really good with that. There are, the metro is really very simple. There are three lines, the red line, the blue line, and the green line. So I take every day the green line. And I have to say that um, <laughs> I'm going to give it, if I just, on a scale of 1 to 10, I will, I will give the metro system a 10 for efficiency because there are, seem to be plenty of trains, they come on time, there's really not a lot of waiting. Uh, so 10 for efficiency, but I will say that at least on my green line, the condition of the, of the trains, of the, of the cabs, the cars themselves, probably a five, they're just okay. They could really use some modernization. I've yet to actually sit, I just basically stand. I find them to be fairly crowded. You know, it gets you from point A to point B. I will say that I took the blue line. I don't take the, the uh, blue line a lot, but that's the line that takes you to the airport. The blue line is very modern. It feels like a completely different metro system. So all of the stations are very, very modern. The cabs, the trains themselves are really, really nice. And I haven't been on the red line yet, so we'll see what that's like. But anyway, it's just good for getting from point A to point B. That's what it does. 10 minute walk to the metro station and probably about a 10, 15 minute train ride and I'm right there in city center. One nice thing is that the metro signs are all in English as well as Greek, so it's pretty easy to know what station you're at. On day one, first thing that I had to do is I had to join a co-working space. I found one, a Selena. Um, I had been in Salina when I was in Porto, Portugal, so they're located all over uh, Europe and, and I think a lot in Central America. There's a lot there. There are a, not a lot in the U.S. Anyway, I like the Salinas uh, culture, and so I joined Salina, and I'm going to be here for three months. It's a place that I come to every day. It's a good place to home base. I can come here in the morning, get some coffee, listen to podcasts, kind of get my day started, and then I can go out and do other things during the day, and I can come back open seven days a week anytime I want to come here. So this is my place right here in city center. Second thing I did is I joined a gym. I joined the um, Holmes Place, which I had joined a Holmes Place that's kind of a chain. They had one in Lisbon that I joined. So I became a member of Holmes Place about a 10-15 minute walk from my co-working space every day around lunchtime. Go get my workout in. Third thing is I got my phone all worked out, my phone plan. So I went with Vodafone, um, got a kind of a pay-as-you-go plan, put in a little SIM card, and super easy, pretty inexpensive, 
And so now that I've got my co-working space, my gym, and my phone, I feel like I'm pretty settled. I love rooftop bars wherever I go. And there are, and I think because of the Parthenon probably, there are more rooftop bars here than I've ever seen in any, any other city. I love them, love them, love them. So day one, found my, just chose one. At the end of the day, had a beer. I'm looking at the Acropolis. Oh, so, so nice. The temps are comfortable, comfortable temperatures. Sunny, nice. It was just a good first day. So the second thing that I like to do is I like to get on the hop on, hop off bus tour. It's such a great way to get to know the layout of a city. It takes you all over and you really get to know areas that you might want to come back to, spend more time in, get a cup of coffee, sit on the bus, open, open aired bus, put in your headphones, listen to the commentary, and you just cruise around and kind of get the lay of the land. Love doing that. I got off at the Acropolis and I walked around. You know, you can, it doesn't cost any money to walk around the bottom area of the Acropolis, but walked around, that was, that was really, really fun. And then I got back on the bus and then I took another line uh, that took you down by the beach. And so we kind of kind of got to see the, the, how far the city is from the, from the sea. Yeah, then it was back in the bus and back to where I started in city center and that was day two. There are so many things to explore. I have another couple months, so I have plenty of time. I've not been up to the top of the Parthenon yet, haven't been out to the islands, haven't been to the monasteries. I can't wait, I'm excited to be here and I'm excited for the next couple months. Well, that's it for now, and please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to click on the episode link in the show notes to see pictures and videos from this podcast. There's links to my socials and also a link to my Patreon page where you can support this podcast and join my community if you'd like. And you can double your life abroad experience by signing up for my free monthly blog sent directly to your inbox every month. Sign up at bobtapper.com. Thanks for listening.